Welcome back, everyone. This is Austin Roberts. Here on the Ecosiv podcast, we engage leading thinkers in conversations about the kinds of transformations required to create a more sustainable, peaceful, and just world. On this episode, Andrew Schwartz talks with Richard van der Laken, who is the co-founder of What Design Can Do, based in Amsterdam. What Design Can Do is an international organization that seeks to accelerate the transition to a sustainable, fair, and just society using the power of design. And now, here's Andrew and Richard. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the EcoCiv podcast. I'm Andrew Schwartz, co-founder and vice president of the Institute for Ecological Civilization. And I have a wonderful privilege today to be talking with my new friend out in Amsterdam, Richard van der Laken. Uh, he's co-founder of What Design Can Do, based in Amsterdam. Uh, Richard's a, a creative director. He's got a rich background in graphic design and art. Uh, together with his co-founder, um, Pepin Zerberg, he established the renowned visual design agency and graphic design collective called Gorilla, as well as What Design Can Do. Uh, they have won numerous awards. They've been featured in uh, the permanent collections of galleries, um, including the Museum of Modern Art in New York, um, and then Design Museum in London. Uh, so What Design Can Do, it's an international organization that seeks to accelerate the transition to a sustainable, fair, and just society using the power of design. So uh, although they're based in Amsterdam, they've got hubs in Sao Paulo, Mexico City, Delhi, Nairobi, Tokyo, um, and only started in 2011. So uh, in the relative scheme of things, a newer organization, uh, but obviously making a great impact. Um, they are uh, initiated, curated, and organized by creatives. Uh, so it's a it's a really fun group to be partnering with. Um, they work to empower the global uh, creative community to make a valuable contribution to solving the major problems of our time. And that's exactly what I want to talk with Richard today about is how in the world design can be used to address the major problems of our time toward a, a sustainable, fair, and just society. Uh, a great vision. So what does it mean? What does it look like? So that's what we're going to discuss. Thanks for being here, Richard. Thank you for inviting me, uh, Andrew. And um, thank you so much for this this uh, this introduction. I guess now the podcast is over because you already told everything. Yeah, yeah. basically we're done. Uh, so you're good to go. You're off the hook. Okay, thank you. No way. This th That was the easy stuff. This is where it gets hard. You actually have to solve the world's problems in real oh, time. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kidding. You're, but uh, but you know what you did? You started this organization, What Design Can Do, um, like 11 years ago. Um, why? Right? What was its purpose when you started? Were, were there, what kind of problems were you trying to address? Yeah. Um, well, what kind of answer would you like to have? The, the politically correct or the politically incorrect answer? Definitely the politically incorrect answer. <laughs> Way more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well then I and then I have to do it, do a few steps back because um, uh, uh, I did I did art school. I went to art school in in the city of Utrecht and in the city of Amsterdam, and um, uh, and in that in that amazing period because I loved it. Uh, I also uh, was always initiating my own uh, projects. 
So I was not always interested in the assignments that my uh, teachers gave me. And so, so at the end of my career in art school, I bumped into certain problems because I did not get my points, as they say, you need, I think, 40 points. And I think I only had 20 because I skipped all kinds of lessons. On the other hand, it was, of course, also something that was appreciated by many other teachers who, in that sense, appreciated my, uh, my initiatives. And um, so this, this whole idea of initiating things uh, is something that I have been doing uh, I, I think all my life. I mean, you can even make, maybe bring it back to high school where I also organized parties and, and I did the, the, the school newspaper and stuff like that. I always wanted to, and that of course all boils down to, um, uh, to looking for an audience, so to say. So I think but now looking back on, on, on that, I'm 51 years old now, um, uh, that's what makes me tick. I, I need an audience. If not, then, then I get in trouble. And um, <clears throat> so that is also something that I, I have been doing throughout my career with my, my uh, uh, business partner, uh, Pepin, or in Dutch, Pepin. And he, uh, he and I, in that sense, of course, have the same, uh, we are also complementary. We, uh, we have a great collaboration, so that really works very well. And um, so during my career with our design studio, the Design Police, we also did that. So again, <laughs> parties, always nice to have a party, uh, weird dinners, magazines, exhibitions, from brilliant to utter bullshit, we did it all. And um, uh, so that should be the next title of this podcast, actually, from brilliance <laughs> to utter bullshit. I love it. <laughs> um, and uh, so at a certain moment, you will probably uh, remember there was this financial crisis in the United States and then a little bit later in Europe. And we did we used to work a lot in the cultural sector. So for theaters and, and, and in the art scene and also design scene. And that was hit severely by the financial crisis. So at a certain moment, we just, to put it very simple, we were running out of work. And that is, in that sense, always a good moment to initiate something new. So uh, I can give you all kinds of, of uh, beautiful stories about society and blah, blah, but in fact, we did not have anything to do. So we thought maybe we should organize uh, something so that uh, to, to keep ourselves from off the streets. And, um, uh, and then we thought, okay, what's, uh, what shall we do then? And uh, uh, over the years, we, we, ha we have been invited for numerous events and conferences and festivals and workshops around the globe. And we were a bit surprised that in a design-driven country like the Netherlands, with such a great reputation on design and so such a super high standard and such a super high well-developed infrastructure and world famous designers and and, and uh, 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 not not to be bragging but i also consider us as as uh, uh, designers that have something to say so we were also invited around the globe why don't we do that here in the netherlands uh, why don't we invite all those super amazing people that we have met uh, in India, in Brazil, in Mexico, in, 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 in you name it, all those countries. Um, so instead of, of us going somewhere, let's, let's bring them to the Netherlands, to Amsterdam. And if we do that, 
then let's not talk about beautiful chairs and funky typefaces, but let's talk about the real role of design, the real position of design and creativity. Um, or in other words, the impact design has on our society, because that is something that is, uh, for, for my vision, is something you can never underestimate. Um, and we all, design is omnipresent, it's everywhere. So the, 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 the sweater that I'm wearing, the phone that I'm using, and not only the, the, the product, the phone, but also the, the software that is on it, the buildings, the, the streets, the houses, the, the, everything, everything is designed. And from that perspective, you can never underestimate the role of design because design shapes our world and our society. And, um, but on the other hand, we also see that that is not perceived in the way it should be perceived. So many people see still, although I do think in the Netherlands and, and some other countries it's not, not so strong, but in many, many uh, contexts, design is seen as something um, exclusive, or indeed it's about, uh, about nice stuff. And, um, and I really think that's a, that's a misunderstanding of what design can give to society and also in a broader perspective, what designers and the, and the creative industry can bring to society. And so that is in fact how it started. So we organized an event conference with speakers from around the globe. And in fact, the only thing we discussed with them, please do not bring us a portfolio talk with, uh, with all the nice stuff that you did, but please give it a context. Why did you do this? What, did you, what, what was the relation with a community or what, you name it, or with big issues like climate change or social justice or inequality or cultural identity, you name it. It could be everything as long as it was not only about design as, an, as something exclusive. And um, so to be very honest, we started, and of course, we also did not really know what we were doing. We were just organizing this with some friends. So we knew some people from, again, from Mexico to London and from, from, from Brazil to China. We thought, let's invite them and see what, and then, so with a certain sense of naive, naive, and naivety, we did that. And that really worked. Again, it was 11 years ago. I think that now, it, it uh, is much more, um, uh, much more became uh, not a commodity, that's, but it, many people now also in the design scene. And when you go to these design weeks around the globe, of course, now everybody's talking about sustainability and, um, uh, and stuff like that. And I, I dare to say that when we started in 2011, that was not so common yet. And um, so it also resulted in in um, um, in many and a lot of response in the Netherlands. Of course, there were all kinds of organizations and people that that came, but also that wanted to talk to us and wanted to work with us. Also, people from abroad. Say, uh, can you also do this in uh, in in India? And and then in first instance, I also explained them what that would cost, and then this, the conversation was over. But throughout the years, of course, that changed. Right. And nowadays, we have we 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 are an organization that does not only do events, but we also 
uh, have a, an important uh, international challenge program, as we call it. You could say it's sort of a design competition. But the, the, the main thing behind everything is our mission, and this is what you already mentioned in the, in the introduction, is empowering the, inter the global creative community to work on the, on the issues that of our time, so the, the issues that matter. And then, of course, you immediately come to something like climate change mm -hmm. and social justice or inequality. How, how do we work and live with each other? And, um, uh, uh, and we do that in several countries. So nowadays, we, we do have a partnership in Mexico City, in Sao Paulo, in Nairobi, in Delhi, and in Tokyo. And that gives us the opportunity uh, to really reach out to this, this global creative community, as I call it. Um, uh, so we are, again, uh, we are a relatively small organization, but we have some really uh, exciting partnerships and friends around the globe. And that gives us the, the, the opportunity to, to work on those issues. And um, uh, so, so, so that's in, 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 a, in a nutshell, the whole, the whole story. And that, that that is a great nutshell. Yeah, then it took yeah. us approximately ten years to 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 to, <laughs> to do that. Yeah, but so I mean, you you said some amazing things in there. I I hope we can pull out a little bit. I mean, one was sort of I think you said design is omnipresent. Uh, so my my theological ears perk up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, but design's everywhere, right? It's in everything that we do, and we often just take it for granted, um, which I think gets at this question of of being good designers or bad designers, which we'll talk about in a second. But you you also mentioned the that um, what design can do organizes challenges and and things like that. And I think you recently ran a no waste challenge, uh, which is calling this uh, global community of designers to come for action by coming up with solutions for the sort of massive waste problem. Um, yeah. So remind us, what exactly does design have to do with waste? Um, a lot. Aren't you just a bunch of artists uh, drawing pictures and stuff? Like, what, what does that have to do with, with real problems, Richard? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, uh, I think it has a lot to do uh, uh, with those big problems. Um, the thing is that... That's, that's why we're here, I guess. Yes, yeah. No, the thing is that uh, that design and the design community or the design industry, um, uh, I would say that's um, uh, uh, accelerated a lot in the, in, in, in the past few decades. And it also changed in its appearance. So in, in the early days, it was, uh, I'd almost say it was always connected to engineering or to crafts. And nowadays, it's much more than that. It's also all kinds of what is it? It's uh, uh, emotional elements, and it's not only function anymore. But um, very important part of the design industry uh, is also accelerating uh, consumerism. And I hope that we all understand nowadays that that is not per se good, uh, because. Consumerism is also a, a massive problem uh, uh, for our environment, for our globe, for our uh, 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 natural environment that is not designed, so to say. Um, and so although design is, is uh, the positive things is of course that designers and uh, uh, the industry developed all kinds of products and services that really make our lives better and more convenient. 
The big downside is that it creates a shit load of waste. And that is unprecedented and it is growing and it is growing and it is growing. And that of course needs to change. So, so what, we, what we see as a fair, it, it, waste is really in that sense a design issue. And so it really depends on how we design the, our products. And also, um, I, all, I always call that the seductive power of design. Design also seduces people to buy. This looks so great, I wanna have it. And of course, in the whole marketing model of, of, of almost every brand in the world, you want to create that feeling every, now depending on the industry you are in, but for example, in the fashion industry, uh, uh, big brands, want to create that feeling of, oh yeah, I want to have that every six weeks. So for example, the, 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 the big brands, I will not mention them, but you will probably understand which big brands I mean, I mean, they replace their collection every six weeks. I don't know if you really understand what I'm saying, Andrew, but every six weeks, that is insane. That means that there's a constant production of of new sweaters, t-shirts, caps, jackets, you name it, 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 it keeps on going on. It's like an avalanche of, 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 uh, of, of, of clothing. And of course it's, it's called fast fashion. So it's also, um, it's, it's, it's made out of cheap materials. It's not sustainable. Uh, probably some, uh, a lot of people in Bangladesh or Turkey suffer because they have to make that stuff. Uh, so it, it's a whole chain of events that is super bad for our uh, communities and also for, for, the, for, for the globe, for our world that we live in. So what, what we at a certain moment also concluded is that design is part of the solution. Yeah? So if we design smarter, then we can create solutions, but it's also part of the problem. We as designers have been creating big problems in the past few decades. So that also needs to change. And, um, uh, and we have to do that hand in hand with the industry. We have to do that hand in hand with governments because they make the rules. If, if there are no rules, then it's really difficult as a designer to convince your, uh, your client that, that you should design in the, and, and produce in a different way. Well, yeah, just, uh, just make less money. It's okay. Your goal is to be, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That is, of course, uh, the, the, the big issue because people want to make money and you make money by making things as cheap as possible and selling it for more money. And making things cheap is not very often not so sustainable and not so just for the people on the other side of the globe. And um, But the good news is, of course, that we can also develop uh, all kinds of, of, of products and services that 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 are smart and that are sustainable and in the most ideal situation are circular. And um, uh, before, I mean, for example, it, it's, uh, I, I, I spoke with some people who work in the waste management. They also explained to me that they are super, here in the Netherlands, extremely innovative industry. But they also said, yeah, if, uh, for example, a piece of packaging if that is, uh, 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 you have different materials that are glued to each other or that even melted into each other, then you can never take it apart anymore. If you cannot do that, then the only thing you can do is throw it in the oven and it will be burnt. Uh, 
So that is earlier in the process. That is, of course, a design decision. So if you if you say, well, the, it's always important that you have these two components that you that you can uh, separate from each other. Then it can also in this whole waste management uh, track be separated from each other, and then these these materials can be used again. That is really something that designers can think about and come up with smart and creative solutions. Again, it it already happens, but it should happen on a more much more massive uh, scale. So yeah, for that of reason, course, then it seems like if, if sorry? I was just thinking, and then if things can be broken down and, and sort of separated, then they could be replaced. So you don't have to replace the entire unit. You could replace just a piece of it and buy through repair, but then, then you're not, so then the company's not selling as many new complete products because people are repairing and reusing and, and extending the life of their business. existence. That can also be a business model. Huh? That's right. of course the whole, whole uh, the whole theory, theory behind circularity, you know, the big re. So yeah. reuse, reduce, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and uh, repair. Uh, sometimes also refuse. Eh? You, that you don't work with specific materials that are super hard to to reuse or to separate from each other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it it demands a new mindset on how to produce. Exactly right. You got me thinking. Like does. Is it like a chicken and egg scenario? Is like is design driving the economy, or is sort of economic goals driving design uh, models, or is it sort of this interplay of both all the time? And anyways, we don't have to get into that. But I, I, no, I, I think I, the last one. I think saying. it goes in. It goes in both directions. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it goes in both directions. So, so this is fascinating, and you a couple times alluded to the fact that okay, so design's been part of the problem, but it, we hope that it can also be part of the solution. Um, in conjunction with your no waste challenge, um, you wrote this pro provocative opinion piece uh, with this great title, haven't we all been bad designers, <laughs> which is such a great question. Um, so I understand that you also had like a video campaign that featured some of the, the bright stars in the design industry answering that question. Yeah. Could you say a little bit about the campaign and sort of what that question is getting at? Yeah, now, because as I just explained, that is something that we yeah, not discovered in a way we already knew that. We already knew that we as a design industry are also part of the problem. We also have a responsibility, again, next to the uh, designing the products and services. It's also about this um, uh, seductive power of design so that you, in that sense also really uh, uh, accelerates consumption and, and try to seduce people to buy more and more and more. And when we discuss that with colleagues, everybody says, yeah, 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 sure. No, that, that, that is true. But yeah, sometimes I also don't know what, what to do or how I can change that. So we wanted to be uh, with this campaign also be an inspiration for mm. Uh, my generation, the, 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 the slightly older uh, designers, of course, also for younger people. So <clears throat> uh, we ask renowned designers from around the globe to, uh, yeah, to confess their wasteful sins. And, um, and that's what they did. And that was, I thought it was super exciting that, that all these people with such great reputations dared to say, I have been a bad designer. 
And in these, so it was a video campaign. We made eight videos with uh, quite literally designers from around the globe. So for example, a very well-known designer like Fred Jelly, he's from, uh, from Rio de Janeiro, from Brazil. Uh, super strong and, and famous uh, product designer. But also, for example, Bruce Mao, uh, also an international thought leader and, and, and uh, a graphic designer and communicator. Um, uh, uh, Sally Raby Kane, a fashion designer from Senegal. We had an architect from Japan. Uh, we had uh, we had Alice who is a world famous uh, design critic from London. And they all, in, in fact, yeah, as I already mentioned, confessed their wasteful sins, but also said, also explained how they how they want to change it and how they, how you can change. And it what is so nice about that campaign is that um, you're not only uh, uh, celebrate design and it is oh so fantastic as long as we use design no 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 design also there are also some big flaws some big mistakes that we made in our industry and we need to change that and i think that that really triggered people uh to join our our no waste challenge program that's really cool uh so I have to say, I, I, I absolutely love the sort of mission behind what design can do. It, it, it tugs at my heart, let's say, right? So this idea of, of trying to accelerate a transition to a more sustainable, fair, just society, um, our organization describes that as an ecological civilization. It's that sort of uh, direction of, of the kind of community, the kind of society we want to, to live into. Um, which really means redesigning the way that human life is organized. That changes. That's a, a change to sort of the uh, the way that we think about things, um, including products and waste. It also ch uh, means changing our our structures and systems, our policies, our our you know the way that communities organize and the way economies organized. Um, but what I'm really intrigued by is how you all are are using the power of design to address that same goal. And I'd love to hear more about how exactly design is suitable to achieve that uh, that vision, that future that we we all want, um, and that maybe even some some concrete examples and details. Like, so, what are some of the design solutions that you would like to see implemented in society? Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, first of all, um, of course, my uh, my vision is that we need design and creativity to make that transformation happen. That that that's that's. Uh, I really, I really uh, think that's extremely important um, for several reasons. Um, but the main thing is that uh, because everything starts with imagination, it's also about optimism. Right? You, you have, you have, a, you, you can imagine something and you can start working on that, and that's a really positive action, so to say, really po positive act. Um, and I think that uh, we all know nowadays that that uh, climate change is happening we're in a crisis and that is of course not good um but and we, and we can't change we we know we all also all know eh, all the research shows us that when we when we are if we are able to change we can also turn the tide um, um and and create a better future but many people organizations companies governments uh, see this 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 change also um, um, as a, as a as a as a path that is that is 
peppered with all kinds of, of obstacles. And they don't want to take those optical obstacles. And by the way, also in many occasions, uh, especially people, communities are not able, they cannot take these hurdles. And, um, and, and we as a design community or as a creative community have to show them and make tangible and, and, and uh, how is it, real uh, that this change can happen and that it's not only bad. So people are thinking, well, yeah, but I, then I, I cannot eat meat anymore and I, I, I cannot use, uh, for, uh, I have to drive an electrical car and I cannot do this and I, have to, I cannot shower anymore and et cetera, et cetera. I think it's our responsibility as, as, a, as a creative community to, to also be that sparkle, to, to, that, we are, that we imagine what this, and also visualize what this future can be. And that is not only something in the far future, of course, that is also happening now. And that is so great about design and designers that they can really show new innovations and, and creative ideas that are now also uh, being translated into real action. And again, that is, of course, also what we want to do with what design can do. We are not only talking about it. It's not only something that we show with pictures. No, we also really uh, empower and support designers who, who do that, who really want to make the change a reality. And as you just asked, if I can give a few examples, yes, of course. Um, for example, we had a, a great uh, a project from uh, from Delhi, from India. You, you probably know that um, cities are heating up, uh, especially in 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 warmer areas. So, for example, Delhi is a city that is that is heating up, and, and that has to do with the fact. Big big thing is the, is is air conditioning. Yeah, so, of course, it takes a lot of energy, but also air conditioning spits out hot air into the streets. So that means that in some streets, the temperature is already five to six degrees Celsius higher than in other places. So what they developed, and for that, they used an ancient old circular sustainable uh, model, is that when you use uh, uh, pottery and you throw water over pottery, it cools the air. So they made big uh, uh, installations in public space which are sort of a fountains uh, uh, that sprinkle water over huge uh, uh, pottery installations. And that cools the air in the, in the surroundings. And they also developed a, a smaller version that you can use in your house, in your apartment, in your studio, in your, uh, during your work, et cetera, et cetera. And what I also like so much about them is that they don't promise uh, some kind of a fairy tale uh, story. Yeah, so no, it will not uh, bring down temperature with, uh, with 15 degrees Celsius, but it will be able to bring down temperature with five to six degrees Celsius. So that's a realistic, beautiful and sustainable solution. Um, another one, which I, I always like very much, is one of, um, one of my favorites in the, in the No Waste Challenge. Is that it's, it's a Dutch designer and it's a guy who, um, uh, developed the so-called living coffin. And um, uh, he made a coffin that was made out of mycelium. And mycelium is a uh, fungi, a fungi, how do you say that in English, fungi? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, a, it's a living material. It's a living organism. 
But the good thing is that it's, uh, it's, 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 it's pretty hard. It's a solid material. So you can mold it in, in, in different shapes. So he made a coffin out of that. And the beautiful thing about that is that when you die and, and you are and, and, and you're put in a coffin and you're buried under the ground, uh, your body and the coffin will disappear in 45 days and it will leave no trace. So that is, in my opinion, uh, uh, what we all should. I think it's it's a super exciting and 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 um, um, I said it a, a weird uh, a project, but it also is a, I think a very insp inspirational project that shows that we can rethink and redesign everything. So we can re redesign and rethink the way we live, but we can also rethink and redesign the way we die. So cool. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that before. It's a really interesting, innovative design. And, um, and like you said, it's like, okay, well, it applies to every person on the planet, um, right? Everybody's going to have, have come to that moment where they're like, okay, so now what do we do with this, uh, you know, with our remains? Anyways, that's yeah. very, very, I love these creative solutions that are, are realistic about what impact they can make, um, but also acknowledging what they're not uh, able to tackle. And I think some of that, um, you know, you, you're a big believer in, in the power of, of, you know, design and making a positive impact in the world. And you've given some examples of, of how your organization's collaborating with others who are coming up with these great, um, you know, design solutions. But you also mentioned that there's obstacles. Um, and I think you'd said that there's obstacles that, that sometimes um, individual citizens are, are not capable alone on, on sort of yeah. overcoming. Um, and sometimes that companies or, or uh, policymakers and politicians aren't really wanting to, to tackle um, or maybe have a struggle with the creative imagination on what a solution really would look like or how to, to make that transition. Um, but I, I expect that the design community also has some obstacles, right? Um, in so, could you say a little bit about uh, some of the obstacles that that creatives are facing, or or maybe about how you personally, as a designer yourself, uh, try to overcome some of these obstacles? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, 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 in a way, I already mentioned it before. Eh? The danger is that people still perceive design as um, uh, 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 as something trivial. And so some, very, we as an organization very often first have to explain that design is much more than that. And then we have to take as the, the, the next hurdle and then is that also show and explain and in a way prove that design is really important in making that transition. So sometimes it's a bit difficult that you have to do a sort of a, a, a two-step uh, two hurdles. And right. uh, so, so that, that is for, for, for us really difficult. Also, when you look, for example, at, um, uh, at, at, at this waste challenge, for example, the no waste challenge, when you look at circular design, it's also, it's, it's really tough. It's not easy. It's also not per se uh, cheaper. So people, organizations, companies, and, and governments must be willing and able to, in, to invest. And that brings me to a, to, a, to a bigger issue. And that is, of course, it sounds very cliche, but that is indeed money, capital. Um, you, what we do is that we uh, uh, co-develop and, and help uh, uh, designers 
with their initiatives and organizations to to grow and have impact so you, so you could also say well if what we in fact what we do is that we help startups and as you maybe know when you're talking about a startup you first have to invest in those startups and sometimes you very often you need to invest quite heavily and that that is still a big thing we all know that there's a lot of money going around in the world but very often they do not find that this money doesn't find its way to uh, to design and to design driven innovation so it's very often about tech about technology uh, or about engineering uh, but it's it's difficult to um, uh, to, to bring that money to design-driven innovation. So that is one of the big things that we, that we until now still uh, uh, are confronted with. So how, yeah, how we do that is, of course, also how we try to tackle that is, of course, yeah, campaigning or, as they say, advocacy. And, and the campaign I just talked about uh, with the, 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 the I've been a bad designer, that is, of course, part of it. We, we campaign for a specific project but on the other hand, we, of course, also have bigger goals. We want to reach out to the many and also be able to, um, to influence, so to say, yeah, decision makers. And, and that's, that sounds like an abstract person, this decision maker. But of course, th these people are people in governments, uh, 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 the management in, in companies. And, and that's, that's, that's a long way. That's not easy. So... I, uh, oh, well, I would say, I'll say, I'll just say I'll, I'm notoriously bad at art, um, but I'm not notorious about it because nobody knows because nobody, you know, anyways, I, I, I mean, stick figures, I, I struggle with stick figures, right? I just, I can't draw things. Um, but so, so when you're talking about the design community and all these great skills that they have for addressing environmental and social injustices, I'm like, that's great. Um, what can I do? Right. What, how can I help? And I, so I, I'm under the impression that you actually would, would disagree with what I just said, that I'm not a designer because I don't have artistic skills. You actually see a designer, a designer in everyone. Um, so if that's the case, tell me exactly how I'm a designer and what uh, people like me can do uh, to support this sort of cre creative global community. Uh, for design solutions. Well, I think that uh, you could, because I want to make a distinction between everybody is a designer and professional designers. <laughs> I do think yes. that that's a very important difference. Uh, Nobody's like putting my work up in the Museum of Modern Art, right? Yeah, that's that's so fair. I, I, I really like this phrase, and it, it's coined by many, many design leaders and creative leaders, so to say. And I, I agree that in a way, everybody is a designer. But there's also really a, a big distinction between uh, a, a, a normal citizen or consumer and professional designer. And um, um, so at the end of the road, professional designers have a, uh, an, an issue and it needs to be solved. And nine out of 10 times, that's an issue that they have with a, for a client. So, okay, I wanna sell this and, or I have this product but this and this and this doesn't work. So how can I make it more attractive or how can I make it more functional? How does it work better, et cetera, et cetera. And um, uh, uh, because at the end of the road, it needs to have a purpose for, I said it, as, as I mentioned before, in our consumption uh, uh, driven society. 
And, it's, and, and, and on the other side, the, the citizen, the consumer is the one that, that uses that. But so, so at the end of the road, I would also say uh, as a citizen, whether it's, it's, it's Andrew or Richard, um, yeah, we, we just have to make decisions that, that matter, that, that are thoughtful. And, and again, I can only underline that for me, and I, I pro assume that it also counts for you, it's easier than for, for, for many, many other people who have a lack of money or a lack of access or the context, it, it makes it much more, much more difficult for them. On the other hand, as a citizen or consumer, you also have power. And I think that lies in the fact that you can... Uh, gather and, and, and hold each other's hands and, and demand things, demand things from, from uh, the government, but also from companies. I mean, if we all say we don't want to use plastic anymore, then at a certain moment it will stop. And, but as long as we don't do that, as long as we do not unite and organize, then, then it will continue happening. So that, I think that that's an important role and we can, as a community, uh, design that movement, so to say. Um, and and um, uh, and again, uh, for professional designers, it is extremely important that we think better about what we design, how we design it, and why we design it. And uh, so I would I say the, the sorry, yeah, distinction between those uh, uh, the fact that everybody is a designer and that you also have professional designers. That's a very helpful distinction. I will stop referring to myself as a professional designer on my resume. I no, I so I think what you just said about professional designers have to think about what they design and how and why and all those sorts of things. And it sounds like the same is true for unprofessional designers, the consumers, right? What are we consuming? How, why, um, yeah. and making choices that fit with our values and our goals. Um, so on both ends, right, from the from production and consumption and sort of the design that's throughout that uh, yeah. process, there's decisions to be made. Yeah. But again, if, if, if I, if I can, am allowed to make another statement, um, I also think it's important that we do not uh, put all the responsibility or I said it um, in, the, in, the, in the previous years, for example, I mean, only here in the Netherlands, uh, 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 the government also had made big campaigns about uh, uh, a clean environment starts with you, and so addressing the citizen. And I, I really think that this is this is not fair, because for many, as I mentioned before, for many many citizens and and citizens are also consumers. Uh, they are caught in a trap. I mean, when you when you have uh, a simple job and you don't don't earn uh, that much money, it is really really difficult to buy the right stuff, because here in the Netherlands and also in the United States and probably around the globe, uh, 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 a Big Mac is cheaper than buying healthy food uh, in in the supermarket. So, so as long as that is still the case, then you, you, uh, the, the, then citizens are sort of uh, that they, they, their, their, their space of movement is very, is very narrow. Um, and we just discussed the fashion industry. As long as you can still buy 
a, a t-shirt for, for five euros and, and a sweater for 10 euros, you cannot ask from people with a small uh, budget uh, to buy sustainable uh, fashion that is twice or triple the, the, the price. So in that sense, the change has to come from companies and governments. Uh, governments have to make policy and regulations and companies just have to be more thoughtful and really take responsibility instead of only greenwashing as many of them are still doing. And, and again, Absolutely. On all those levels, what I just mentioned, design plays plays a role. Eh? So, mm-hmm. on the side of the of the citizen and the, and the consumer, and also on the side of the companies and on the side of the governments, um, making policy uh, and also how to communicate that in a proper way with uh, with the people in a country is something that designers and creatives and in communication and in strategy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it's 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 so vital and so important and and again when it comes to the to companies just design better things yeah beautifully better said world. yeah i can't i can't agree with you more i somewhere in the back of my mind i keep thinking about um the the sort of i don't know meta perspective redesigning design right or it's like a what design can do for design like i don't know yeah, it's, it's it's applying true. to itself which is also kind yeah. of fun sure it's also um, that's also important again because in in the uh, we are we are uh, uh, when you talk about climate change and by the way not only about climate change but also about big social issues like like inequality it's all about the systems eh, we live in and um, uh, yeah, and that needs to change. And it also means that the way we used to design things doesn't work anymore. It's a broken system and that needs to change. So on, on one hand, you need design to make, to design a new system. And on yeah. the other hand, design itself also needs to change. So that last point is, I think, so vital and it's so uh, challenging. Um, the idea that's really at the heart of it. It's not simply just, well, consumers need to take uh, shorter showers um, and then that's going to solve all the world's problems. But that there actually are these sort of fundamental uh, changes that need to happen at the base of, of what are of our, the systems of society, um, yeah. right? Our very sort of paradigms that we use to organize ourselves and how we understand what it means to be human and living in relation to one another and the rest of the natural world and um, I mean, these are big, big kinds of changes. Um, and I feel like sometimes that scope of where change needs to be happening can be overwhelming for people and makes yeah. them feel like, well, I, I can't affect, you know, global economic systems. I can't change the way that uh, clothes are made across the world. Like that's, I'm just an individual. What can I do? And that people feel overwhelmed by that. And then they, you know, that overwhelming sense falls to despair. And then they sort of lose out on, on the hope that anything could be better. Um, this is the system that we have. And imagining a new system seems like a pie in the sky sort of idealism. And, but I, I think that hope is so important um, because with, without hope, it's like, well, what's the point, right? Um, but I also want to make sure that we have realistic hope. And I, I, I'm under the impression that you, at uh, what design can do, you base yourselves on a pillar of creative optimism. Yes. Can you say what that is and how sort of you stay motivated despite 
this the, the massive scale of challenges that we face? Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, first of all, as you already mentioned, sometimes it can be so overwhelming. My God, what can I do as an individual? Nothing. And in a way, you could say that's true, but on the other hand, it's of course also not true. But for that reason, we also always focus on, and we are talking about global issues, but we also want to focus on local solutions so that the solution is, is not abstract. So that what you can do is, is, is real, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can understand it. And I think that's very important. So it, in that sense, it does start with yourself, with your family, with your neighborhood, whatever. So the small things that you do really matter because when we all do it, then it, then it will mean a, a massive change. Um, for us, as, 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 a, as, as what design can do, we of course represent the, 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 the creative community and, and we want to support and help and, 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 and make change happen with, with, uh, with design. Um, I think that design and designing is, is by nature something very positive and optimistic and because you're always uh, working on something new. There's a problem and you're, you want to solve that or come up with alternatives. And that in itself is always very optimistic. It's always about the future and how we can create new things. And we create these new things because we want to make our lives uh, better and more convenient or more fair, et cetera, et cetera. So from that perspective, I think it's always for us important uh, um, uh, to underline this sense of optimism. Of course, I also, I'm not sure if we're, if we're going to make it and if we're going to succeed and if we're really going to turn the tide or bend the curve or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I cannot sit on my hands and do nothing. We just have to do something. And, and I hope it's, it matters and I hope it will, will, will make the change, uh, 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 will make the change happen that we all hope for. So that's a sense of, um, on one hand, you have to be realistic, and on the other hand, you also have to be uh, optimistic because otherwise, there's uh, yeah, we can also stop and do nothing. Yeah, I I share your hope that we can actually turn this around and and, and do something. But um, you know, what what confidence level do I have that we're going to meet all of our um, you know social and environmental challenges? Uh, maybe we won't talk about that, but I. So you say, okay, so you can't sit on your hands and do nothing, and you are not sitting on your hands doing nothing. You're doing a lot. Um, tell me about what's next on the horizon for what design can do. Yeah. Well, first of all, we have, we have all kinds of programs and activities here running. So as a, as a follow-up of the No Waste Challenge, we, will, uh, we are now in, uh, developing the Circular Design Challenge. So that's very, in that sense, very closely connected. Uh, but now really focusing on circularity. Yeah, so as I, I already mentioned, the, 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 the many re's, so to say, from reuse to refuse. Um, um, so that's what, what we will do in the coming months, preparing that. And, and in autumn, we will launch this, uh, this, this international challenge program again. On a longer term, yeah, my mission is again to, to, to empower creative people. And we want to do that uh, on, a, on, a, on a global level. 
So for me, it is important that we are able to keep on connecting, uh, creating new partnerships so that we do not only operate in the in the cities that I already mentioned, but that 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 um, uh, in the most positive sense of the word, that it will also become a virus that you can find everywhere and that we uh, uh, that we infect people with the power of design uh, on a global level. That is, of course, at the end of the road, what I want to achieve, because, again, I think it's so important that we use imagination and creativity uh, to change the world, because then you can do it in a positive and optimistic way. And otherwise, people will feel abandoned and left behind. And that is so important that we include everybody in a, in a positive and optimistic way. Absolutely. So for any of those who are listening, who want to know uh, more about uh, Richard's work and what design can do, and if they're interested in partnering uh, with what design can do and joining this um, movement, this viral movement, um, if you want to be infected uh, with creativity, uh, I think the best way probably is to go to the website, uh, whatdesigncando.com. Um, and and connect with them there. Um, of course, there's the the recent book, uh, Never Wasted Good Crisis, um, and uh, I think you said, in, in, I think in June, June third, maybe you've got um, the a famous design uh, festival um, organized in Amsterdam. So anybody in the the Europe area who wants to to join that, that sounds like a great opportunity. Also, details at uh, the website, whatdesigncando.com. Richard, this has been an awesome conversation. It's wonderful talking to you and listening to you and, and being inspired by you um, with what design can do, what design is doing, and what you're doing. So thank you for your work and thank you for your time. Thank you so much. It was a great conversation indeed.